somebody should Let's talk about two time Let's talk about bum one, yeah Asking the questions that nobody could Like where are the bone dogs and are they in harmony? Well, hey everybody, welcome to another episode of this show. Uh, today, I don't know how exact. oh, I do know how exactly. Um, today we're going to talk about the restaurant Hooters. Because I was thinking about it, um, because uh, I just, I recently took my workplace sexual harassment training. This is a thing we do every year. Um, because basically HR is like, it has this, there's this funny thing. We have to take sexual harassment training every year. And, and when I say it's funny, I'm not saying it's hilarious that sexual harassment exists. Okay. But I'm saying the particular training we take is, uh, pretty funny. We have to take that every year and we have to take another training. And basically what it is, is like this corporate modules and you have to self-assign yourself something. They're like, hey, there's like a million things on here. Pick one. Uh, one of my favorites that I ever picked was alcohol in the workplace. Which actually succeeded in convincing me that drinking in the workplace was a more protective activity than I thought. Basically, it, what I walked away with. Now, don't, don't start a drinking habit at work because of this, okay? Don't just be like, I'm off the chain. But it seemed like kind of if you um, if you were able to demonstrate that you were probably an alcoholic, that that had some you know, there were some protections with that status uh, that made you know being drunk in the workplace a few times uh, it made it really difficult to fire people for that. Anyway, um, it it just my point is. That training had, I think, the opposite effect uh, that it intended. I'm pretty sure what they were trying to do is be like, don't drink in the workplace. But what I walked away feeling was like, uh, well, actually, working, drinking in the workplace has horrible personal consequences. But uh, as far as workplace consequences, eh. <laughs> um, the sexual harassment training, though. You know, as as I'm sure I've talked about on this show before, one of the questions on the sexual harassment training was, uh, would it ever be appropriate to ask someone to fish coins out of your front pocket? Which I was like, I mean, gut reaction, no. But it seems like such a stupid question. I don't know. It was almost like, can I challenge myself to come up with a scenario where this would be appropriate? Um. And then I'm not kidding. I think somebody asked me to get keys out of their front pocket once. Now, this was a my memory of this is that this was somebody we were in like a sort of bookmobile situation and they had the keys and the keys were like tucked into the front pocket. So like the keychain was in the front pocket, but the bulk of the keys were sticking out of the pocket. So I didn't exactly have to go rummaging around for them or anything or like stick my hand in any pocket but uh you know basically was like on the the keys were on someone's pocket and i retrieved them as requested you know being very mindful of not actually touching the person i guess that's that's like the the sort of funny thing about this is like i mean i don't know what i was so nervous about because I was like, well, if the person asked me to get the keys and I got them and then they were like, hmm, listen, I don't like that you touched my thigh when you were getting those keys. Wouldn't it just be like, well, I mean, you shouldn't have asked me to get those keys and like, what, what am I supposed to do here? I've, I was the harass. Were we both harassed? How did this work? It wouldn't have even occurred to me to be like, we're both being harassed right now, except for that dumb question on that dumb thing. But yeah, I was like, when would I ever get coins from someone's front pocket? And then when this key situation occurred, I was like, maybe I'm being too hard on the training. But then I was like, no, you're not. You're being the appropriate amount of hard on the training because that's dumb. That's just really dumb. For real. 
But this year may have topped it because uh, there were a series of statements and you had to indicate appropriate or inappropriate. Uh, would it be appropriate to say this or inappropriate? And one of the statements was, you would look really good in a wet t-shirt contest. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> okay. It, to me, what's funny about this, you know, because I'm sure somebody out there is like, don't laugh, you monster. You know, somebody asked me at work or like my grandma, Peggy, got asked that at her office all the time. You know, something like that. I, I get where you're coming from, but I think the thing is, is like, sometimes we have to acknowledge that it's 2023. And sort of be like, listen, if you're so behind the curve at this point that you think that you would select, it would be appropriate to say that to somebody. Because I don't know what the thinking is. It's nice. It's a compliment. So it's okay. Um, it's not mean. Therefore, it's not harassment or something. I mean, but if I, I just feel like, do we need to pitch the training at that level? Because the training being pitched at that level is like, well, I guess this addresses like, the most clueless person on the earth. But kind of, I kind of feel like unless this person got hired a week ago, working at the library where it's like all women, I don't think you would make it very long. <laughs> if, if you were the person who would say, that seems fine. <laughs> I think, I think that's fine. I just don't think you would make it that long. But it's, it's also just a hilarious statement you know what i mean you would you would look good in a wet t-shirt contest and so i was like trying to picture the scenario where i'm like where how would you how would i concoct a scenario where this would even be questionable and i was like what if somebody was talking about how they were planning to enter a wet t-shirt contest this weekend and they were like talking about you know i don't know their technique or something. I don't know what you do in a wet. I I don't know if there's really technique to it so much as like, well, here's my jugs. What do you think? But if they were talking in a, a meeting about how they were going to do that this weekend and they thought they were going to do a really great job. If someone then said, I think you would be very successful. Would that be harassment? I mean, I wouldn't say it because I'd be like, this is I've. I'm smart enough to know that if you think, if you're even like bordering on whether or not something would be harassing, just don't say, I don't even compliment uh, people's appearance. I will occasionally say something like, oh, I like the colors of your sweater. But I won't even say, I like your sweater. Because I'm like, no, you got to be more specific than that. And so I'll say, I like the colors of your sweater. Just so that way it's maximum not interpretable as, uh, I like your sweater because harassy state, you know what I mean? Like you just, I, I, they should just let me do the sexual harassment training and just be like, look, here's the deal. Um, you can ask someone out on a date one time. It can't be a quid pro quo thing. And, um, other than that, I would just not talk about people's appearance at all. I mean, if we're trying to be safe here, let's just, let's just do it that way. You know what I mean? Just be like, eh, just, you don't need to compliment someone's appearance. That's fine. You know what I mean? Like that, that's something that they're going to have to get from outside the workplace. If, if you want to be complimented on your appearance, get on Tinder, get on hot or not, if that still exists, but you don't do the workplace. Anyway, um, I became very curious about Hooters because friend of the show, Matt, was like, you know, joking, joking comment was like, but what if I run a uh, wet t-shirt factory or, or a wet t-shirt contest factory? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. But then I was like, well, Hooters is kind of a, uh, a wet t-shirt contest factory. Now, I also discovered that Hooters is almost the same age as me. Hooters opened its first store uh, about a month before I was born. So, you know, we're both turning 40 this year. So that's pretty exciting. And I was like, well, maybe I should go to Hooters on my 40th birthday. Now, I've never been to a Hooters. 
Um, I don't think I've ever really been in the situation where it would not be my idea, right, to go to Hooters. And I think if I went to Hooters, I would just be so uncomfortable there. And everyone working there would be like, that guy was fucking creepy as fuck. And I would be like, you're right. I did come off as very creepy because I was trying so hard to not be creepy. Um, but basically, I was like, what's the deal with Hooters? So, you know, we, let's, let's just start. I, <laughs> to be honest, I'm, I'm going to go backwards. Because where I started on this was like Indeed and Glassdoor, because I was like, oh, I guess the <laughs> people who work at Hooters get on Indeed and review working at Hooters. But, you know, then I was like, well, let's, let's look at the background. How did this all begin? So Hooters is registered trademark, blah, blah, blah. The Hooters name is a double entendre, double entendre, double entendre, referring to both a North American slang term for women's breasts and the logo. A bird known for its hooting calls, the owl. Yeah, okay. I mean, I was not aware, I guess, that uh, Hooters was a North American slang term for boob. I guess it doesn't really make sense to me. I don't know why. But um, there we are. The waiting staff at Hooters restaurants are primarily young women, usually referred to simply as Hooters girls, whose revealing outfits and sex appeal are played up and are a primary component of the company's image. <laughs> primarily, that's what they are. Not all, but primarily. Oh, by the way, this started in Clearwater, Florida, which seemed, that tracks. Um, the company employs men and women as cooks, hosts, uh, busboys, and managers. The menu includes hamburgers and other sandwiches, steaks, seafood entrees, appetizers, and the restaurant's specialty, chicken wings. Almost all Hooters restaurants hold alcoholic beverage licenses to sell beer and wine, and where local permits allow a full liquor bar. Hooters t-shirts, sweatshirts, and various souvenirs and curios are also sold. Um, let me reread part of that sentence and then emphasize the part that I think is interesting. Almost all Hooters restaurants hold alcoholic beverage licenses. Almost? Almost. That means there are some Hooters where you can't drink beer? That's fucking crazy. Um, what? I, I cannot imagine a Hooters restaurant staying open if it was like, well, this is a dry Hooters. How does that even work? Uh, as of 2016, there were more than three, 430 Hooters locations and franchises around the world. And Hooters of America, LLC, owns 160 units. Wait a minute. So there are 430 of these, but only 160 in the United States? Uh, in 2012, there were Hooters locations in 44 U.S. states, the United States Virgin Islands, Guam, and 28 other countries. I can explain that. That's where the Navy goes all the time is Guam. There you go. Hooters also had an airline, Hooters Air, with a normal flight crew and flight attendants and scantily clad Hooters girls on every flight. So, of course, uh, we had to switch over to Hooters Air at this point. They had seven planes and flew to 17 places. <laughs> Let's see. And it lasted about three years. <laughs> Hooters Air was... <laughs> This is so awesome. It was headquartered in South Carolina. Um, it was inactive for about three years. It was founded by Hooters of America restaurant owner Robert Brooks, who acquired Pace Airlines in December 2002. All flights were operated by Pace Airlines. Hooters was owned by Hooters of America, blah, blah, blah. Hooter Brooks initially envisioned Hooters Air as an unconventional means of generating awareness for the Hooters restaurant brand. The carrier was sometimes referred to as a flying billboard for the restaurant chain. I love the idea of Hooters Air because I like... Okay. Movie pitch for everybody. You have like a Home Alone situation where there's like a, a lady trying to get somewhere and she's just desperate i mean if if this move if home alone had been made in like 2003 not probably not home alone but home alone 3 through whatever sequel you know once they got shittier and trashier mom's trying to get home and it's like well we can book you on standby standby there's one open seat but it's on hooters air <laughs> or something like that 
<laughs> I mean, who buys? I I just can't imagine getting on Travelocity or whatever, and they're like, well, you could fly Hooters Air. And I'd be like, that seems reasonable. Also, I, w- I think one of my primary fears in booking a Hooters Air plane would be like, you know, um, if this plane goes down, I mean, is, there's no way. If Hooters Air had crashed into the towers in 9-11, would people be joking about it? You know what I mean? It would, like, the time from tragedy to, to joke would be significantly reduced. But, like, if the plane just went down in a field in Kansas or something and there were no survivors, I mean, wouldn't it just be, like... I can just picture somebody making a hilarious commercial where it's like, in the arms of an angel. And it's all the pictures of people who died on Hooters Air. And it's all these scumbags like me. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Aside from its unorthodox neighborhood chain restaurant tie-in, yeah, I guess that's like having Applebee's Air, right? Which I guess... If that happened, I'd be like, yeah, why the fuck not? But whatever. On the other hand, I'd be like, you know, they can't even seem to, like, clean a bathroom correctly or know what lighting should be like. So I'm not I'm not so hot on their air airline. You know, what's the who's the mechanic here? I want to know. Um, aside from that, Hooters Air sought to differentiate itself from other carriers with a distinctive style of in-flight service. Whoever wrote this is uh, doing a good job. The carrier was marketed towards golfers in an effort to bring casual and tournament players to Myrtle Beach's 100-plus championship golf courses. Two Hooters girls, in quotes, dressed in their restaurant uniforms, were on each flight assisting the traditionally attired in-flight crews with hospitality duties. Oh my god, that would be the fucking worst. Can you imagine you work for, what is this, Pace Airlines? And you're uh, a flight attendant. And then they're like, well, now it's going to be Hooters Air. And they're, you're like, oh, my God. At some point, it was probably like, okay, so our flight attendants are going to be Hooters girls. And then they were probably like, mm, we can't do that for these reasons. And then they're like, oh, fuck. All right, just throw a couple Hooters girls on the plane and they'll be walking around. I, I guess I do wonder on the one hand if it's like, if you're a flight attendant, is that sort of like a lightning rod for sexual harassment? Because it's like, well, who's going to harass the regular flight attendant if there's a Hooters girl there? That seems like... <laughs> I don't know if that makes it better or worse, because is it better for you as the regular flight attendant? Because you're like, well, I'm not getting harassed because everyone harasses the Hooters girl. Or is it like... Well, this kind of creates an atmosphere of, like, we've been working towards moving away from the 1960s, 1970s idea of, like, go ahead and just, you know, slap the uh, flight attendant on the ass as she goes by. We've been trying to get away from that, but Hooters Air is kind of bringing us back into that realm in in a pretty big way. Um, the company advertised nonstop flights for most routes, including slogans like "Fly a mile high with us." Mm, not that clever. This seems like the time to lean into the owl. You know, I don't know. Although Hooters Air billed itself as a low fare carrier, rows of seats were removed from the aircraft to provide a 34-inch seating pitch to all passengers, comparable to the legroom offered by many carriers' business classes. Well, there you go. Okay, that's something. Uh, Hooters Air is like, also, we're going to give you a human amount of space. That's a surprisingly um, humanistic element to an airline that is focused around uh, female breasts. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Uh, In keeping with the golf-friendly orientation of the carrier, this extra space was called club class seating. Additionally, all seats were upholstered in dark blue or black leather, and all aircraft were painted in Hooters orange and white company colors featuring the company logo and mascot, Hootie the Owl. Hootie and the Blowfish. Uh, Was all that was played on the flight. I wish. Uh, On the vertical stabilizer, that's where Hootie was put. Also at a time when many low-cost carriers were eliminating in-flight frills, 
In an effort to curtail expenses, Hooters Air served complimentary meals to all customers on trips lasting over one hour. Oh, my God. This, okay, now I have mixed feelings about Hooters Air now because I'm like, well, you get more leg room and they actually serve food on the plane. That's kind of amazing. I can't imagine Hooters airplane food is all that different from Hooters regular food. So maybe that's something. Uh, on December 8th, 2005, Hooters announced that it would end service to Rockford, Illinois. As a result of the airport authorities bringing in a competing airline, United Airlines, on its Rockford-Denver route and providing revenue guarantees for the competitor. <laughs> All right. That was some very airline-y business. You know it would be a good uh, waste of time travel? If you got somebody like a Nathan Rabin and you were like, let's just have him travel back in time to basically do all these classless things that existed at one time. Uh, you know, or like I would start a newspaper column called It Was a Different Time. And I go back to different times and like fly on Hooters Airline. And then, you know, I'm just like, here's what it was like. Commercial services were suspended in 2006. Uh, <laughs> the airline is estimated to have cost Hooters of America $40 million. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> okay. Um, basically then you can, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it for Hooters Airlines. So there you go. Um, I did want to see Robert H. Brooks, which was like the guy founder of Naturally Fresh. He helped create the Hooters of America restaurant chain and would eventually drive that, uh, company's rapid, uh, expansion involvement with Hooters. Uh, bought the franchise rights from Lindy Stewart and his five minority partners. I'm assuming that means minority investment, not, you know, uh, black people or something. Um, Hooters expanded from half a dozen restaurants in Clearwater, Florida, to over 430 stores. They had Hooters Air, Airlines, the Hooters Pro Cup Auto Racing. That makes sense. The Hooters Pro Tour, which is golf. The Hooters Hotel in Las Vegas, uh, which opened in February 2006. And the Hooters Mask MasterCard, which debuted in 2000. The Hooters MasterCard? What could you possibly get from a Hooters MasterCard? And, like, also, you have a Hooters MasterCard, and it's like you just go into a fucking Starbucks, and you have to be like, here's put it on my Hooters MasterCard. <laughs> Let's see. Hooters Master card. Well, you can get it. Uh, it's got a review <laughs> on Credit Karma. Credit cards from hell. Hooters MasterCard. Let's see. Here's some reviews from uh, 10, 2010. Most helpful positive review. I've had my Hooters card since I got my BK discharged. I don't know what that means. Burger King applied it for some time applied for it sometime after that 2008 I believe hmm. but I've had it for some time not only did they give me the highest initial credit limit I have had $1,500 they don't nag me they're quite fair on payments which I do electronically through my bank flexible on grace and just a suit issued a CLI without me asking they are also the only card company that I've never had to call about an issue HSBC is a nightmare to work with, on the other hand. If your credit isn't perfect, I suggest you give Hooters a try. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Um, I was approved for this card in 2000. This is the most helpful negative review. Uh, approved for this card in 2006 with poor credit. I didn't think I was going to get it, so I did a secured card at the same time. Then three weeks later, the Hooters card showed up. This card has given me regular CL increases. I started at $300 and now have a limit of $3,900 in four years. The Hooters logo is fun to use when going out. Until 2009, they had a good rewards program, but then the ratio went up to something like 3,200 points for $25 back. Not very good compared to other cards. But there are there any other subprime-ish cards that have rewards programs? I honestly don't know. The interest rate has always been high, 23%. I called after having the card for a couple years to see if it could be lowered. That was a joke. As of 2010, they started charging an annual fee of $48, billed as a $4 a month. 
Because of the fee, this card is on my list to close now that I have improved my credit to get some better cards. <laughs> Otherwise, I would keep it for the novelty factor. Five stars for the first couple years, two stars for the past year equals a three-star average. You know what? That's an extremely fair review. Um, also, I, I totally agree with that person of like, you know, I would keep this for the novel. I mean, because that's why you get it, right? The novelty. Although I guess it turns out that like you can just have one, uh, you know, and it's actually kind of a legitimate card somehow. But, uh, well, the days of the Hooters credit card have passed. You know, put that on the list of things to do for the, uh, <laughs> for the time travel. <laughs> I mean, oh, God, 23%, though. That seems high to me. Anyway, um, where were we? Oh, there was a, the golf to tournament from Hooters. Um, boring. We're, we're going to skip that. All right, history. Incorporated in Clearwater, Florida. Blah, blah, blah. The Hooters Hotel was open. Casino Hotel was opened in 2006 off the Las Vegas Strip. Uh, it became the Oyo Hotel and Casino in 2019. Though the Hooters restaurant on the property remains open. I mean, Vegas does seem like both the best and worst place for a Hooters restaurant. Best in that it's like, well, I think with the general tone of the, the city and the strip and whatnot, that, that fits. That doesn't, you know, that does not surprise me. However, it seems like the thing is, is like, if you're in Indiana... And you want to go to a, you know, boob-centric restaurant. Hooters is probably your only option. Whereas in Vegas, it seems like that would probably be pretty easy to find. And also, you wouldn't have to... You wouldn't ha I don't... The thing about Hooters is I'm kind of like, well, I mean, people don't really go there because it's like a restaurant, right? That's obviously... I'm sure sometime in history, someone has gone into a Hooters because they were like, oh, fuck. I heard a story on a podcast of somebody who went to a tilted kilt, not realizing that it was a like, you know, boob centric restaurant. And, you know, the, the host was a guy. Who, so, he, you know, they sat down at the table and it was not until they were seated and then waitresses started coming out that they were like, oh, shit. <laughs> and, you know, they were like there with their family. <laughs> it was like, oh, I didn't realize this was a boob place. But Hooters is probably. Uh, well known enough at this point, right? I can't imagine there are a ton of people who would go to a Hooters and be like, wait a minute, what the fuck? I mean, this, I guess I could see it being discovered, quote unquote, by like, you know, a teenager on TikTok, a 19 year old who goes there and is like, wait, what? <laughs> what is this? Um, so anyway, there was the casino and I can't decide if that's a good thing or not. Um... Oh my God. Okay. The date was, uh, so Hooters was incorporated on April 1st, 1983. Um, the date was an April Fool's Day joke because the original six owners believed their prospect was going to fail. Their first Hooters restaurant was built on the site of a former rundown nightclub that had been purchased at a low price. So many businesses had folded in that particular location that the Hooters founders built a small graveyard at the front door for each that had come and gone before them. <laughs> oh my god. I love that they're just like, you know, uh, this is probably not going to work. What kind of person, though, I mean, who has the fucking money to be like, you know, this whole thing is not going to work, so let's just do I mean, I do that. Okay, but I do that on the level of ordering 25 belt buckles, uh, not on the level of opening a fucking restaurant with like just a sort of laugh of like, well, this is probably going to fail. But I guess I guess now that I say it out loud, I am that person. I would do something like that. I would. I shouldn't, but I would. Uh, casino opened after Brooks's death in two. 2006, 240 buyers showed interest in the Hooters of America, Inc. 17 submitted bids. This is so boring. 
Some guy bought it. Whatever. Hooters spinoff. In response to declining sales in 2017, the company launched a fast casual spinoff of its format called Hoots. Hoots is distinguished from its original concept primarily by a reduction in menu items and employment of both male and female servers who are mostly dressed in t-shirts and khakis. Okay. Hooters, if you're going to do a spinoff, I, why, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but I'm telling you this. If you're going to do a spinoff, don't do it based on the food. You've got two factors. You've got food and you've got babes. And uh, I think one of those two is going to be a better, a better call for you. Why wouldn't you just spin off into a bar? That seems like a much smarter idea, right? If I'm going to do a Hooters spinoff, I'm going to be like, yeah, it's basically Hooters, but it's a bar. There, done. Uh, now there's a section for Hooters girls. The appearance of the waitresses is a main selling feature of the restaurant. <laughs> there you go. Wikipedia also knew this. Uh, a Hooters girl is a waitress employed by the Hooters restaurant chain, and they are recognizable by their uniform of a white tank top with the Hootie the Owl logo and the location name on the front, paired with short nylon orange dolphin shorts. Is that what those shorts are called? Dolphin shorts or dolphins are a specific style of unisex shorts worn for athletics. Um, the picture, I think, of the dolphin shorts Wikipedia is of a Hooters girl. <laughs> the name is from Dolphin, the American company that first produced this style of shorts in the 1980s. Uh, one high-profile wearer of dolphin shorts is Richard Simmons, who boasted of owning 400 pairs of vintage dolphins in 2012. Uh, boasted of wearing. These are the kind of shorts, too, that you see, like, if you see them at a thrift store, you got to be like, I'm not buying that because that's been up someone's butt. You know what I mean? At, well, I guess maybe depending on whose butt it was up, it could be worth far more. Either. Well, OK, you shouldn't buy them at a thrift store because if you found Hooters shorts at a thrift store, you know, probably these were like owned by some dude who was jerking off into them or something. These probably aren't because. If I were a Hooters waitress, I would put up a picture of me, blank out my face, and be like, I'm selling my Hooters shorts on eBay. You know, buy them. Um, the remainder of the Hooters girls' uniform consists of the restaurant's brown ticket pouch. Ticket pouch? Hooters ticket pouch. What is... I don't even know what that is. What do they have a ticket pouch for? Oh, yeah, you can get it on, uh, oh, like a, like a bill ticket. Okay, I gotcha. You can get one on Poshmark for $24. Man, I should get one of these for, like, a fanny pack, shouldn't I? I mean, how hilarious is that? Fairy is the answer. Hooters <laughs> ticket pouch. <laughs> oh, for $250, you can get a Hooters restaurant front door rug. That seems like a good value. I can't imagine Poonmaster Flex being at all angry if I was like, I got us a Hooters doormat. And then, you know, I would just be like, I hope she doesn't ask me how much it cost. Oh, here you go. Life begins at Hooters crayon pack. So I guess you can get crayons because, you know, they had... Why would you have crayons at Hooters? I mean, that indicates that you had a kid's menu, which, like, I, you know, I'm not saying you got to say kids aren't allowed in Hooters, but, like, why accommodate them? Do you know what I mean? Oh, my God. Okay, it's, it's in a box labeled Kids Crayons, and it says, Life Begins, B-E-G-I-N-Z, at Hooters. And Life Begins is, like, in this font that's, like, a kid's, <laughs> a kid's handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> but it says non-toxic so you know anyone accusing this of toxic masculinity I got bad news for you it's non-toxic so suck it oh god that's great Hooters crayons in the box in the original box <laughs> um, also they wear tan pantyhose white loose socks and clean white shoes Men who work at Hooters wear Hooters hats, t-shirts with long pants, Bermuda shorts, or attire more suitable for kitchen use. 
I remember one time a friend of mine uh, had a friend who worked at Victoria's Secret. She was like a manager there. And I was like, do you guys hire men there? And she's like, yeah, we do, but, you know, only to work in the back. And I was like, oh, so you don't have to do like any customer stuff if you're a guy who works there? And she's like, that's right. And I was like, oh, that sounds okay. Um, but then in the course of talking about it, because I was like, so what's what's the uniform? Because, you know, I was like, at that time, I don't know if this is still true or not, but at that time it was like when you worked at Victoria's Secret, you wore like a blazer, kind of a business suit, which I thought was weird because I was like, this is like such the opposite of what you sell. It'd be like working at The Gap and wearing long Walmart clothes or something. And she was like, yeah, well, the guys working in the back have to be dressed in like a button-down shirt and a tie and whatever. And I was like, are you serious? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, what do you do in the back? And she's like, you know, you go up and down a ladder to get stock and whatever. And she's like, but you have to be dressed that way in case you have to come out to bring something out to the front. And I was like, so just in case, I might have to come out to the front. You know, Basically, I was getting angry on behalf of the fictional version of myself who worked at Victoria's Secret. Uh, because that's, you know, I'm capable of generating anger over something that doesn't even happen but i was like that's so dumb i was like couldn't you just i mean you're a guy you're like relegated to the back like you're fucking igor or something and they're like keep him away from public view you know renfield in the back there shouldn't be seen by people but then it's like well but you also have to dress up cover up that hump if you can uh employee handbook requirements an older version of the Hooters Employee Handbook prior to October 2006, published in The Smoking Gun, reads, Customers can go to many places for wings and beer, but it is our Hooters girls who make our concept unique. Hooters offers its customers the look of the all-American cheerleader surfer girl, girl next door. I mean, okay, that doesn't seem horrible. It seems true, right? Female employees are required to sign that they acknowledge and affirm the following. One, my job duties require I wear the designated Hooters Girl uniform. Two, my job duties require that I interact with and entertain the customers. Three, the Hooters concept is based on female sex appeal and the work environment is one in which joking and entertaining conversations are commonplace. <laughs> okay, I think that's where that's going. Now we've got legal issues, which is by far the longest section. Uh, in 1997, three men from the Chicago area sued Hooters after being denied employment. Each of them was awarded $19,100. Four men who filed a similar lawsuit in Maryland received $10,000 each. The settlement allows Hooters to continue attracting customers with its female staff of Hooters girls. The chain agreed to create other support jobs like bartenders and hosts that must be filled without regard to gender. Okay, so... I guess at that time, they didn't have any men working there. And then after 90, 1997, it was a fucking sausage fest in there. In 2000, a federal jury award ordered Hooters to pay 275000 to former waitress Sarah Steinhoff, who claimed in her lawsuit that she was the target of unwanted sexual advances, demeaning behavior, and recrimination from managers while she worked at the Hooters in Newport, Kentucky between October 96 and 97. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, reading that, you're just sort of like, I mean, yeah, that does, this, none of this is surprising, right? I'm not saying anyone deserves any kind of treatment working at Hooters. I'm just saying that when I read that, I've read things that have been more shocking to me in the past. Uh, in 2001, a jury determined Hooters of Augusta Incorporated willfully violated the Telephone Consumer Protection Act by sending unsolicited advertising faxes. <laughs> the class action lawsuit included 1,320 others who said they received the advertising faxes from Hooters. Uh, the local restaurant's parent company paid out $11 million dollars the jury determined that six faxes were sent to each plaintiff with a $500 fine for each that amounts to a $3,000 award per plaintiff. <laughs> so they were sending junk faxes in 2001. How come <laughs> junk faxes are like so hardcore regulated and junk mail is not? 
I mean, my guess is I think you had to pay for faxes that came in back in the day. So if you got spammed faxes, it was like costing you money. But <laughs> like, what the fuck? $3,000? Also, I guess, I mean, what were the faxes? Come on down to Hooters. Junk fax in 2001 seems like a late to the game on that. But I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's something Hooters had been doing like forever. That seems like exactly the kind of thing you would do if you were Hooters and it was like 1994 and you're like, let's just find a bunch of businesses within walking distance of Hooters and just send them our menu with like a picture, a picture of a couple babes on it. Just be, or, you know, just be like, Darlene's working today. Here's Darlene. Maybe come to Hooters for lunch. And you'd be like, yeah, it's going to be a bunch of dudes working there. And I'll just be like, yeah, fuck it. Uh, also in 2001, Jody Berry, a waitress at a Hooters in Panama City Beach, Florida, won a beer sales contest for which the promised prize was a new Toyota automobile. However, the manager awarded her a Toyota instead, claiming the contest was an April Fool's Day joke. Barry filed a lawsuit against Gulf Coast Wings, the local franchisee, and later reached a settlement. <laughs> I mean, that's a real dick move to be like, all right, we're going to have a beer sales contest. The winner is going to get a Toyota. And then it's like, no, it's a Toyota. And then you're like, but, but also, thank you for selling so much fucking beer. I really appreciate that. <laughs> In 2004, it was found that job applicants uh, in California were secretly filmed while undressing, prompting a civil suit filed against the national restaurant chain in Los Angeles Superior Court. The company addressed the incident with additional employee training. <laughs> Seriously? I mean, okay. I guess now they probably have to take a sexual harassment training like mine. But like, okay, this is what I'm talking about, right? Because you're like, well, maybe the Hooters sexual harassment training does have to be a little bit more like, listen, I know maybe you've come into this Hooters scenario thinking this is the Wild West, and it is not. So here are things you can't do. Film someone undressing. You know? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, in 2009, some dude filed a lawsuit because Hooters would not hire him as a waiter. The EEOC filed a lawsuit against a North Carolina charter airline, formerly Hooters Air, on behalf of some person fired uh, prior after complaining only white workers were hired. I don't understand. Um, Hooters made a confidential settlement with the guy who wanted to be a waiter at Hooters. I mean, here's the thing. Like, I, okay, I'm not a legal expert, and I'm like, you know, yeah, it's probably not so hot if, you know, they aren't high. If they're only hiring one gender for a job, that's not so great. But I'm like, can't we just start a restaurant called Dongs? Hot dogs. And it's just like a hot dog sausage restaurant, and then they only hire dudes. Well, I'm going to say we only hire people with penises, because we're going to be more progressive. That, this is going to be my pitch. We open sausages, and it's a place where, you know, dudes are the... People with penises are the waiters. And it's like, hey, if you're a penis haver, we don't care if, you're, if you identify as a dude or a lady or whatever. Um, as long as you've got a penis, you can be a server here. And we'll make you wear stupid little shorts. <laughs> Richard Simmons' old shorts. <laughs> Vintage shorts. There, some things I take offense to when they're called vintage. I'm like, a vintage desk lamp, sure. Okay, that makes sense. It weighs 80 pounds uh, and looks like it should be in the sheriff's office in Gillette, Wyoming. But shorts, I'm like, eh, it's not really vintage for, for me. Uh, let's see, lawsuit was fired in Michigan after an employee was given a job performance review and was told that her shirt and short size could use some improvement by two women who held positions at the headquarters in Atlanta. Michigan is the only state that includes height and weight as bounds for non-discrimination hiring. The plaintiff alleges that she was made the offer of a free gym membership and told that if she did not improve in 30 days, her employment would be terminated. The company denied that they threatened to fire the plaintiffs and the suit was settled out of court. 
<laughs> I okay, height and weight. That's that's so interesting to me. I wonder how that came about. I mean, I guess it's like I could see the, you know, I'm not going to hire any fatties and that's probably not so great. But who's like, eh, you know, no short people. I mean, I would only want to not hire short people because of the physical inconvenience, but as long as they're willing to use a fucking stepladder, what business is it of mine? I don't care. <laughs> like uh, do I have to provide a stepladder in Michigan or do they have to provide their own stepladder? That's the real question. Let's see. In 2011, a number of former Hooters executives left to start the Twin Peaks franchise group. Hooters filed suit and alleged that former Hooters executives stole trade secrets and management documents as part of their move to the restaurant chain. What's the trade secret of, to of Hooters? The trade secret of Hooters is not a secret. So uh, how does that even work? Uh, in 2012, former employee Jerry Stratton filed suit after catching the airborne disease tuberculosis from one of her managers. <laughs> Seems unrelated to Hooters stuff, but all right. <laughs> in 2012, some lady... Uh, oh, wait. I don't know if this is a lady or not. Uh, a Korean-American immigrant who placed a takeout order at Hooters in Queens sued the restaurant chain for racial discrimination after noticing a racial slur printed on a cash register receipt by a hostess who later confessed and subsequently resigned. Re Can you imagine resigning in disgrace from Hooters? That's, that is tough. That is tough. <laughs> That's, we talk about rock bottom. <laughs> uh... April 2015, Farron Johnson was awarded $250,000 after an arbitrator found that racial discrimination contributed to her termination. Johnson was terminated after her store manager told her that she could not have blonde highlights in her hair. Johnson filed a civil rights complaint, uh, blah, 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 with the, where her attorneys stated the applicability of the dress code for black Americans and everyone else were... One set of policies pertains to a certain group of people was considered as racial discrimination. Straight statement from Hooters of America by Erica Whitaker stated that she had no issue of having blonde highlights as a Hooters girl prior to becoming a brand manager, and the company will continue to diversify its employees from the restaurant to the annual Hooters International Swimsuit Pageant. This is like one of those spots. Poonmaster Flex and I were looking at something. It was, I can't, I don't even know where it was. Maybe New York or maybe it was Germany. Who fucking cares? Um, and the big story was about how women could be topless in, at the beach and swimming pools now. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I was just kind of like, I mean, I, I guess that's fine. Like, I don't, I, obviously I don't have a problem with it. I'm a little baffled by the idea of like, that's, this is, this is the hill you're going to die on. You know, I'm a big believer in the what hill are you going to die on sort of philosophies of life because I, you can't win them all. And I'm like, well, I guess if, you know, I want to be topless at the pool is, is your hill. I guess go for it. But damn, you know what I mean? Just damn. Uh, let's see. Jade Valdez filed a lawsuit against Hooters, alleging she was the victim of workplace sexual harassment by a former kitchen employee. Um, meh. Yeah, that seems possible. On July 16th, 2019, oh my god, Scott Peterson, who was one of the two men who alleged they were sexually harassed by a male boss while working for Hooters, reached a settlement with the restaurant chain, uh, though terms of the settlement were not publicly revealed. <laughs> See, this is, this is great. This is a, you know, everyone can be harassed at Hooters. We're just like any other restaurant. Men get harassed. Women get harassed. We're equal opportunity that way. Everyone has the equal opportunity to have a terrible time working. <laughs> oh, that was the thing, though, is like, you know, we continue to diversify and whatever. And I'm like, is that, does anyone who's going to a Hooters is like, you know, uh, my objection is the lack of diversity here. 
Is that, I mean, of the things you could complain about is, do we live in such a perfect world where somehow Hooters exists, but also the diversity of the staff there is a problem? <laughs> I don't know. Um, oh, legal status. In employment discrimination law in the United States, employees are generally allowed to consider characteristics that would otherwise be discriminatory if they are bona fide occupational qualifications. For example, a manufacturer of men's clothing may lawfully advertise exclusively for male models. Hooger, Hooters has argued the BFOQ defense, which applies when the essence of the business operation would be undermined if the business eliminated its discriminatory policy. I just, I don't disagree with that. I mean, is anyone pretending like the point of Hooters is not that, right? Marketing. Oh, my God. In 2009, Hooters... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Hooters does charity stuff. Um after the two thousand oh god, after the two thousand seven death of Kelly Jo Dowd, a former Hooters girl, Hooters calendar cover girl, and later restaurant general manager, Hooters began a campaign in support of breast cancer research, with awareness of the issue being spread through the Kelly Jo Dowd Fund. By two thousand ten, the chain raised over two million dollars for the cause. Oh my god, what what a like, what a gray area. Okay, on the one hand, I have a charity, you know, named after me, and it's raised $2 million for breast cancer. That's awesome. On the other hand, <laughs> and on the one hand, in some ways, I'm like, you know, if, if an organization is going to raise money about breast cancer research, Hooters doesn't seem like a totally inappropriate fit. I mean, it's a boob-centric business. And, you know, they should, they could start a charity that's basically like, listen, boobs are our business. We care about the health and safety of those boobs and the people attached to them. Um, you know, physically and emotionally attached. <laughs> but like, oh my God, that is a, hmm. Hmm. In 2009, Hooters partnered with Operation Homefront, oh Christ, to establish the Valentine Fund. In honor of fallen soldier uh, Thomas J. Valentine, <laughs> the fund supports families of U.S. Special Forces Services members and other military families. Thomas J. Valentine, a Navy SEAL senior chief petty officer, was killed during a training exercise February 13, 2008. He left behind his wife, Christina, and two young children. Hooters established a fund in Valentine's name through Operation Homefront. <laughs> Again, you're like, how did that come to be? Because it's like, well, either his wife worked at Hooters or he was a Hooters mainstay in some way. You know what I mean? Like, how does that happen? And that's got to be tough, too. Like, you're the mayor of the town where this guy lives and you're like, you know, oh, we're turning over a key to the city today to the manager at Hooters, the owner of the Hooters franchise. And it's like, all right, they'd raise a fucking shitload of money for this guy. But what the fuck? Um... There was an Arena Football League to team sponsored by Hooters. That seems extremely appropriate. NASCAR driver, also. Yep. Uh, Hooters has sponsored the Major League Eating Sanctioned Hooters Worldwide Wing Eating Championship. Yep, that, that makes sense. Um, there was a Hooters Calendar Girl Tubin game. Oh my god, they've had a calendar since 2006. An African-American woman won the Miss Hooters pageant for the first time in 2010. Leangela Davis of Columbus, Ohio. Now, hold on. First black best actress Oscar winner. Oh, 1963. Is that best actress, though? Hold on, hold on. Best black man was Sidney Poitier. Um, I want to see best actress. Why is this so difficult? Nominate one. 
Best Actor. Okay. Best Actor. Best Actress in a Leading Role. Halle Berry was 2001. Okay. So Oscars did it before Hooters, but not by a long stretch. Also, Hooters did it like within the first 30 years, I guess. 20 years. Uh, whereas Oscars, I don't, I don't think they made it. Just saying. Uh, this is my favorite part. This was kind of all coming up to this. There's a section on Wikipedia, Hooters Wikipedia page that's criticism. And it says this. Hooters has been criticized for objectifying women. Period. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh, God, that's the criticism. No shit. <laughs> that section should just be called No Shit. Um, There are some see alsos that I think we should just briefly check out. There's a Hooters road trip game for the PlayStation, uh, which has horrifying-looking computer-generated uh, CG Hooters girls. Hooters Road Trip received, quote, unfavorable reviews. Uh, game Informer rated this game as one of the worst games ever made. And it was one of the last games released for the Sony PlayStation. That's unfortunate for them. It was also rated by some jerk-off as the worst of all time. Um, okay, let's see. There are other restaurants. Karen's Diner. Australian chain of theme restaurants. The restaurant advertises a deliberately unpleasant dining experience. Oh, okay. Uh, Restaurant is a restaurant that requires female waiting staff to be skimpily dressed. The date, oh, okay. So this isn't actually the name of a restaurant chain. It's the type. Betel Nut Beauty. In Taiwan, a betel nut beauty is a young woman selling betel nuts and cigarettes from a brightly lit glass enclosure while wearing revealing clothing? Huh. All right. Café Con Piernas is a coffee shop style popular in Chile where the service staff are all or nearly all attractive women dressed in clothing considered revealing. Oh, that's like the next one, Bikini Barista. Tilted Kilt uh, and Maid Café, subcategory of cosplay restaurants found predominantly in Japan. Let's just say almost entirely in Japan. Uh, waitresses dressed in maid costumes act as servants and treat customers as masters as in a private home. That would make me extremely uncomfortable. Well, let's look at the uh, menu. Oh my god. You can get catering from Hooters. Uh, for... For whatever. <laughs> uh... I ordered naked wings and shrimp for the office. The fries were cold, but not too bad. Also, shrimp for F-U-R, the office. Um, food and service was great. Don't usually go the carryout route, but this was a success. <laughs> food was much better this time. These are like their featured reviews. One, it says the fries were cold. One says the food was much better this time. Um, I did not have wing sauce, so that helped. <laughs> Food was late, but the driver called and kept me posted. Didn't have enough plates and ran out. Um, the food was not very big, good, but I believe it was just ordering it to go. These are their featured reviews on this thing. I think whoever did this, it's like, did you just say like any review that's three stars and above, or just like the most recent reviews will go up here? Like, what the fuck? Um, let's let's look at. Hooters like merch and souvenirs, shall we? We shall, right? This is like must, must do. Um, they have a bunch of t-shirts. Hooters makes you happy. St. Patrick's, oh, you could get a Hooters COVID mask. <laughs> okay, hold on. Uh, you've got sunglasses. Oh, Hooters radical shades. These are a gift I'm going to be getting for somebody. Uh, that's going to happen. Hooter shot glass keychain. Yes. Approve. Um, <laughs> Hooter's wrapping paper. Yep. Hooter's wall clock, which is just a normal wall clock with Hooter's like the word mark just all over it in sort of random whatever. 
Hooters playing cards, which don't actually feature like Hooters people on them. It's just playing cards uh, that say Hooters on the back. Hooters socks. Hooters owl argyle socks. Now that would be funny. I could see, because removed from the word Hooters as this is, I could see people just being like, oh, that's fun. They're like owls. Yep. Hooters luggage tag. Hooters holiday beer stein. Oh my God. This is great. A pet bandana. Why not? A koozie with boobs on it. Um, this Hooters embossed flan- uh, flask is kind of a nightmare. Orange mirrored sunglasses, toothpick dispenser. Oh my God. Yeah, this is great. Follow me to Hooters souvenir decal. Now that is the one, that's like a decal that I should throw on the back of like my mom's car, right? I mean, would that not be funny? Um, let's look at some of the reviews of our local Hooters, shall we? Hooters. Uh, four stars. The wings were great. The pretzel with cheese was gross due to the fact that it was burnt. Sundays is the best day to take family and it's hardly busy. <laughs> really bringing the important info. Which day is the good family day at Hooters? My son was sad that the girls that day didn't have big Hooters like the girls who work Fridays or Saturday nights, LOL. He said they were pretty and nice, though. Your son is like, how come they don't have big jugs, but they are pretty and nice? Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, that's probably your Sunday Hooters crew, right? <laughs> uh, was returning a vehicle in Fort Collins and saw Hooters on the drive up. Decided to swing by, eat wings, and have a drink. The service was great. The food was good. I'm not going to lie. I miss the old Hooters. The women back then were older and had Hooters. All the ladies in the majority of Hooters are under 25. It's still a great experience. This is a really interesting review in some way. It's like, I guess this guy is like more into the milfy types with the big jugs. Which, you know, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's something to uh, an older aesthetic of Hooters that's, that is now gone. <laughs> Oh, took my son for his 21st birthday. Oh, my God. And this is by Arlene. Okay, so this kid's mom, mom took him for his 21st birthday to Hooters. He had a blast. The ladies were even so nice as to take a picture all together. Oh, my God. That would be a nightmare experience. I mean, this is like, I don't know who this kid is, but I hope this 21-year-old is at some point going to write a memoir about his time growing up. Um. And, you know, I think a core essay of that could certainly be my mom took me to Hooters for my 21st birthday. That's like something that would happen on a sitcom. You know what I mean? Um, and you could just go so many directions with that. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. Let's see. My fiance said it best. Where are all the hot women? They were non-existent yesterday during lunch. Let's be honest. If there aren't smoke shows serving you, why come to a place like this? The wings were chewy and not good at all. The pretzels and cheese were pretty good, but the Great Divide Brewing Co. has much better ones. Overall, I would not recommend coming here. All right. <laughs> Where are all the hot women at? We got here right at opening, so it wasn't busy or loud. The waitress was super sweet. The food was yummy. It was my bro's 21st birthday, and I think they comped a drink for him, so that was nice. We got here right at opening, so it wasn't busy or loud, because I hate that. Nothing I hate more than Hooters being, you know, loud and busy. <laughs> That's usually the problem. Um, I often order burgers without the top bun. This is the first place that took that to mean no bun, so basically got meatloaf. Emily, our server, did a nice recovery by getting me some Texas toast. What the fuck? Okay, that's a person who I'm like, nah, you're the weirdo. I mean, you are the weirdo in that situation, right? Because, come on. Come on. Um, okay, let's really quick go over to Glassdoor. Just see what people thought there of uh, interviewing. Waitress interview. Um, let's see. Worked there for three years. Was going really well. Lots of drama between the girls. There were lots of opportunities to grow within the company. 
Um, when I first started, I was a host, then a to-go girl, then a Hooters girl, then a bartender. Uh, interview. Very easy. I was asked why I wanted the position. Talked about myself and got all two interviews done, plus the uniform fitting in one day. Honestly, be yourself and dress presentable. <laughs> what does presentable mean for a Hooters interview? It feels like you should dress in uh, business casual, but also like, I mean, you want, I don't know. How do you, I don't even know. Um, no need to prepare for any questions. If you look the part, the person interview, interviewing you likes, you have the job. Could be the most successful, beautiful, body-perfect individual, but if you're not the hiring manager's type, you're done in five minutes or less. <laughs> oh, my God. Ugh. Interesting hiring process. Was asked to change my look to fit in with the look they aim for. Not a big deal, I guess. You're hired as an entertainer for legal purposes. Um, do your research on the questions they're likely to ask. They have you try on the uniform, walk around, hula hoop, and answer silly questions so they get to know you. It's a fun process. Just do your makeup and hair. Wear something form-fitting but not skin tight. It's still an interview. Yeah, ladies, it's still an interview. Don't, don't <laughs> take it seriously, okay? <laughs> All right. Well, I think, I think we've covered Hooters. Uh, you know, we've covered Hooters even though Hooters are generally uncovered, and that's kind of the whole point of Hooters. Uh, thanks for listening today. I hope you had as much fun as I did, because I had a pretty good time with this ridiculous. I'll see you next time. Like where are the bone dogs in? Are they in harmony? Snowman